wonderful listeners, and welcome to episode number two of Wishing You Wellness. I'm going to be so transparent here, you guys, and tell you I felt completely, completely overwhelmed by the support for my first episode. I had over 50 of you guys actually tune in and stream episode one, so my message actually got to reach 50 different hearts. Guys, that feels so so huge to me. The entire goal of me starting this podcast was so that I could just connect to other people to empower, inspire a little bit where I can. So when I got these messages from a couple different people saying that my last episode inspired them or that they found it insightful or best of all, that they loved it so much they shared it with other people, that was just, oh, the best feeling I've felt in a long time. So thank you guys so much for taking time to sit here with me and stream this and just dive into this journey with me. Last week was all about habits and I talked about the five core habits that I adopted when I hit rock bottom back in 2020 and how they redirected my life and what they did for me. So if you didn't tune into episode one, but you want to hear more about that and want to hear more about the importance of building good, healthy habits, then head back over to episode one and start there. You definitely don't need to have heard that podcast to do this one, but the option is there if you feel compelled to check it out. Today we're going to dive into something that's sort of a space of vulnerability for me because this is something that I really struggled with for a long time and it took a lot of actual work for me to learn how to implement this into my life. We are chatting today about advocating for yourself, how to have your own back and why that's so important and why it's something that you just can't go without in life. I've always been a pretty empathetic person, and I know that a lot of you just kind of nodded your head a little bit as I'm saying that, because you too may know and relate to the struggle of feeling other people's emotions. Like when I see someone who just really embarrassed themselves in public or wherever, oh my gosh, I can feel my cheeks changing colors for them. I empathize for them. I feel for them. Or when somebody messes up at my job and I can see the disappointment in their eyes. Man, I just, I feel for them. And you know what I would never do? I would never see that embarrassed person and remind them, you're an embarrassment. I would never see this person who messed up at work and tell them, you messed up. I can't believe you did that. How could you drop the ball like that? But just pause with me for a second and think about how you react to yourself when you're the one who did something a little embarrassing or when you're the one who dropped the ball at work and forgot to send that super important email or forgot to order those really, really important coffee sleeves or whatever it is. We find it so easy to show compassion to other people and we find it so easy to be kind to them when they're in a sticky situation or when they're down. 
but we're so quick to be hard on ourselves and to kick ourselves when we're down. So this isn't necessarily an example of self-advocacy that I'm at yet, but we're just kind of getting into that mindset of treating ourselves as well as we treat others and treating ourselves with that much patience and understanding and humanity. And you know, it's always been really easy for me to advocate for other people. I've found times in my life, the few times that I've actually stood up and spoken loudly without my voice shaking, have all been times I was advocating for somebody who wasn't me. It was that cashier in line at Victoria's Secret, the time that this guy was screaming and screaming about his freaking discount card not working. I don't know. But I stepped in and told him to go easy on her because she was a human. And I can't recall a time I've done that for myself when getting screamed at by somebody. When we do have our own backs, when we do stand up for ourselves, it sends this little message to our brain. And it says like, I've got you. You have a friend. You have somebody in your corner who has your back and who will make sure that your needs are being taken care of and that your boundaries are in place and that they're being respected at all times. And I really do think that self-advocacy is something that takes time to learn. And I think it's something that practice is essential for, something that you have to do over and over again just to get comfortable with. Because at first, standing up for yourself feels crazy when you've never done it before, when you've always been the person who just went along with whatever people said to you, whatever people demanded of you. It can kind of make you feel like you're being a jerk at first. You're like, whoa, I just spoke up for myself. I just spoke my mind. (laughs) You're really just like, is that okay? Like, am I allowed to do that? Am I allowed to stand up for myself? Short answer, yes, you are. You are allowed to stand up for yourself. You are allowed to speak your mind and have your own back, and you should. Because as I mentioned in the last podcast, we can have great support systems like 10 miles high. We can have these huge, huge teams of people behind us. But at the end of the day, there is a responsibility that we have to ourselves to be a part of that support system, to be among the people who love and care about us. We have to be a part of that too. Something that's helped me tremendously in learning to show up for myself is treating myself like I would treat a friend. I genuinely try to think of myself as a loved one or just another one of my close dear friends and that way when I do fail at work or I do fall short in whatever way I give myself grace I look at myself and I say okay how would I react if this was a friend who just had a really awful day at work would I get on to her about how she needs to get her laundry done right this second or she needs to be productive and do some freelance work No, of course not. What kind of friend would do that? No. I would tell her, hey, that's okay. How about I make you some dinner or a nice cup of tea? How about you take a shower and I'll put on a movie that you love? I started treating myself like I was one of my friends because we should be around friends, guys. Your friendship with yourself is quite possibly one of the most important and most beautiful friendships of them all 
because nobody knows you better than you know yourself. Nobody can predict your needs the way you can. Nobody can speak your mind the way you can. I mean, showing up for yourself requires you to know what you need. And like I said, nobody knows your needs the way you do. Self-advocacy is seriously just defined as speaking up for your interest or speaking up for your needs. That's it. Super simple. So the next time you're at work and you're doing a group project, you're at work or you're at school doing a group project with somebody and they have ideas that are completely different from yours, but you want to speak up and tell them what your idea is, there it is. That's an opportunity and a chance for you to practice your self-advocacy skills. But then why would you hold back? Why should you hold back? What makes their opinions and their interests more valuable than yours, more magical, more incredible, more special, more unique than yours? Uh, hint, nothing. Nothing. It's just imposter syndrome, which so many of us struggle with. Imposter syndrome, that feeling, that belief that I'm not supposed to be here. I didn't earn this. I mean, I don't have these skills. I, I didn't set this life up for myself. I didn't build this from the ground up. Newsflash. If you're here, if you have a job, if you have a home, if you have interest hobbies, you did this. You created all of this. Allow yourself a little bit of credit for that. You earned your way into whatever situation you are currently sitting in. So allow yourself to sit there and not feel guilty about it and not feel out of place or like an imposter because that couldn't be farther from the truth. And you know, I do always like to remind that self-advocacy isn't being a huge jerk, right? Like earlier I had talked about how at times it can feel like you're being a jerk when you stand up for yourself or when you implement a really, really strong boundary that's new to you. But there's a difference in that and just steamrolling over the needs of other people. So always check in when you're advocating for yourself that in the process, you're not putting anybody else down, right? Because we can say, hey, here is my hot take. Here are my interests. Here is how I think this should be handled. But we don't have to discredit anybody else's opinions either because they also have a right to self-advocacy and for standing up for themselves. So really quick for you guys, I'm just going to dive into a little four-step process that I like to use when I'm advocating for myself so that you guys are actually able to take this and insert it into your life instead of just hearing about it. Step number one, super, super simple, is just asserting your beliefs, your rights, your interests. It is coming out and saying, this is how I feel, this is what I need. And this is what I'd like to do. Step number two is negotiating. It's hearing the other person's rebuttal. It's hearing what they have to say in return and then working with them to make sure that everyone feels like their needs are met, including yourself. It's kind of like being your own defense attorney in a way, which is like a fun way to think of it, right? Like I'm my own lawyer. Step number three is communicating effectively, which goes hand in hand with emotional maturity, which I'm planning to dive into in an episode over the next few weeks. So stay tuned for more on that. But 
Communicating effectively is just stating clearly and concisely what it is that you need and then using the proper communication techniques to get that, right? It's staying calm and level-headed. It is speaking clearly and not passive-aggressively. Yeah, I mean, it's just communicating in a way where you'll actually get what you want in the end. And then the final step is just follow through, seeing it through. You say what you want, you negotiate, you get to a good place, and then you don't start doubting yourself because that's something we like to do, right? We like to finally get what we want and then go, wait a second, do I deserve this? Should I be here? There's our friend, Mr. Imposter Syndrome, trying to creep back in, but we won't let him, right? We tell him to get lost, get on somewhere. It's really just committing to keep up with your self-advocacy and to keep practicing it and working on it every single day. Self-knowledge is the first and most important step into self-advocacy because you need to know yourself to really understand what your wants are, what your needs are, what your interests are. You have to really just know the front and back of your mind to understand those things and how they rank in terms of importance and urgency. You've just really got to know yourself in order to show up and ask for what you need. So I implore you, I guess your homework, I should say, for this episode is to journal about this. Get on a piece of paper, get your pencil, and I want you to write what you would do to advocate for a friend in need, a friend whose interests were being neglected, a friend whose feelings were being neglected. And now on the other side of that paper, I want you to write how you could show up in that exact same way for yourself. Because we deserve that too. You deserve that too. You deserve to have someone who is constantly in your corner, someone who is consistently rooting for you and not just cheering for you from the sidelines, but actively standing up for you and making sure that you get what you need and that your interests are being heard. Because you guys, feeling heard is, I don't care what anybody says, it's a human need. We need to feel heard. We need to feel understood by other people. It's so incredibly isolating to not feel heard and seen that it's just something we have to make sure happens. And we don't need the whole world to understand us, you know, because we're not for everybody. I like to say that there is not going to be one person on this earth that is universally liked. You know, everybody has different interests. Everybody has different morals, beliefs, and that's okay. As long as we all respect each other and are kind and sweet to each other, we don't have to all be singing kumbaya around the campfire every night. We just have to love each other as human beings, and sometimes that's enough. I am so glad that we got to really get into self-advocacy today, you guys, because again, it's something that I struggled with for a very long time, and it's something that I still do struggle with from time to time. Healing, learning this journey, it's not linear. There are ups and downs, plenty of them. I still struggle on certain days with remembering that my interests and my feelings are just as important as those around me. 
but it's a process. And every time you do show up for yourself and every time you do advocate for yourself, you're setting a better standard and you're teaching yourself to only accept that kind of energy. Thank you guys so, so much for tuning in today and just hanging out. I really hope that some of you found this insightful or found an awesome takeaway or that you think your friend might need to hear this podcast. I can't wait to just keep chugging away on our journey together. This has been Allison Toth on Wishing You Wellness.